Hey guys, today's episode is going to be uh, hopefully a good one. <laughs> that's, that's the hope with all of them. Uh, but we're going to talk about how to not be taken advantage of by vendors. And this was a question that was submitted in that phrasing. And, and I don't particularly care for that phrasing. It reminds me of um, Eleanor Roosevelt in uh, No One Can Make You Feel Inferior Without Your Consent. You can definitely get through this really successfully without being taken advantage of by vendors. You just need to know what you're doing. Uh, in fact, most of the vendors that I know are just small mom and pop shops, literally young couples or a kid who just graduated college and has a cannon in hand and he's trying to make a living doing something like this. So most of them are not out to get you. Uh, so the only time I've ever seen anything that's like more questionable is really kind of with the bigger companies, but that's so few and so far between. So let's talk about how to prepare your, your prepare ourselves to be equipped to go into something like this, because my guess is you've never interviewed vendors. You probably haven't planned an event of this magnitude before. This is going to be all new. So the first thing you want to do is you need to research. And I mean a lot. You're going to want to pull a bunch of different quotes. You're going to want to talk to a bunch of different companies. Like if you're looking for a DJ, I recommend talking to at least three to five, if not seven DJ companies to get a really good idea. Maybe not seven. Seven sounds like a lot. Three to five. Let's go with that. Uh, to get a good idea of one, what's the, what's a common cost? What's a common fee for a DJ in your area? Again, you haven't done this before. You need to do a little bit of research. Like for me in Southern California, when I was working there, I got a good grip on like, I could probably find a DJ for a thousand or 1200 and they'd be bomb. Anything underneath that would be like, oh, they'd be a little bit more questionable. Anything over that, they they know some things, okay? So that that was a really good barometer to see the skill set of the DJ that I was working with, which of course I didn't learn until I started doing the research for this. So you need to kind of see what's the common offerings as well. Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed with wedding planning? Why does this also sound like an infomercial? <laughs> Take a deep breath. You are in the right place. I've put together this amazing, if I do say so myself, wedding planning checklist that tells you all the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them. A step-by-step -step path just for you. You can grab your step-by-step -step wedding planning checklist now at weddingchecklist.co. That's weddingchecklist.co. Also to compare the offerings, you know, one person may be at $1,000, but they don't cover your ceremony. And you're like, that's kind of an important part. I need you there for that. You also want to see like what's common. I don't know why I'm specifically picking the DJ, but you want to see what's common with like um, their equipment. Now you don't, I'm not talking like you have to know what kind of speakers they use. That's above my pay grade. But do they have microphones? Do Is it a lavalier? So the one that like pins onto your jacket or onto your clothing somewhere? Or is it a handheld one? Does it have a cord? We actually had one DJ once who only brought corded microphones and literally the cord was not even long enough to get to like near the dance floor for people to give toasts. So they gave him like in this obscure side part. It was, it was unreal. This, that's, that's a story for another time. That DJ was a piece of work uh, and I didn't pick him. So that I, I did have to deal with him the entire night, so, which was even more fun as he got drunk. Uh, I digress. So make sure you're doing your research <laughs> and you're comparing and contrasting because then you'll know how much it should cost or generally what the price range will be and you'll be more educated moving forward. The next thing you're gonna to wanna to do is make sure you're asking the right questions. Now this is something that we go over in the master plan super, super well. If you guys have not joined it, I I don't know why. It's so great. I'm obsessed with it. It's our, like my like the online wedding planning membership <laughs> course thingy. I'm also super good at selling it. It's $29 a month and you can have access to the entire thing for as long or as short as you need it. So there's an entire section for Q&As for every single vendor. 
most of the Q and A's you're going to see online is like, well, how long have you been doing this? Well, how many weddings do you do? And it's like, that's great and all, but those aren't exactly the right questions. Instead, I want to look for, you know, what's this person's like personality like? What do they sound jazzed about this? Do I feel heard? Do I feel understood? Do I feel like they're understanding my vision? That's where I prefer to have the focus. That's where I prefer to turn my clients to to be like, make sure that you are feeling heard and that you feel like excited to work with them. Now, some of the vendors are just like rentals. No one cares. Like personality of the person on the phone with the rentals. I mean, unless they're a total jerk, it doesn't really matter for something like that. But when we're talking about photographer, someone who's going to be lovingly very in your face on your wedding day, you're going to want to make sure you like their personality. So as far as asking questions is concerned, yes, there's some of like the logistic ones that you'll need to be asking to get some of these answers, but I can't stand it when it's like on a photographer, like for a Q&A for a photographer, they're like, how many weddings do you do in a day? And it's like, I, I, literally, you're gonna have your photographer for like eight hours. You, you think that they're going to do more than one wedding? Like someone's conveniently having a 10 a.m. wedding? and they'll be done to show up to yours. No, they're probably gonna be doing one. <laughs> Next up, read your contracts. Read your contracts. Read them thoroughly with a fine tooth comb. I don't know how you read with a comb, but you know what I mean. You want to make sure that you know what you are signing up for, and you wanna make sure you're asking all the questions, all of them, like e even to the point of being silly, and you can be like, I'm so sorry that I'm asking all these questions. I just wanna re really wanna make sure that we're we're good, and like I, I know what we're talking about, and, like you know, so that I'm aware of what I'm signing. And ideally, the vendor should be really receptive to that. Now, I would say don't go above and beyond to be annoying about it. But like, if you have questions on a legally binding contract where you're going to pay someone hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, you ask all those questions, all of them. And if you get any bad vibes, or you feel like they have like zero desire to tell you or explain to you something, you know, that's, that's, I wouldn't say it's a red flag, but it's, it's in the warm zone. Okay. Maybe a little yellow, maybe a little orange. They're used to their they should be used to answering questions about their contract. And I know they're super boring. Contracts are not fun at all. Like literally, we have this joke that like the only clients that ever read contracts are lawyers. <laughs> and I wish that wasn't the case. I used to in the very beginning go through my contract with all of my new clients and be like, here's what this means, here's what this means, here's what this means, because they didn't read it. But uh, I did, yeah, we, we kind of stopped doing that. I don't know why, maybe we should bring that back. Because worst case scenario, like if you do need to part with this vendor, you need to know what your options are as well. Because that's the other thing is if you start to feel like you're being taken advantage of and you're, you're already in a relationship with them, you've already signed, you've already paid, you need to know what your out is. You need to know what that contract says. And that doesn't happen very often, right? Like for the most part, if you take your time, uh, if you do your research and you ask the right questions, you shouldn't really run into this. But there are those circumstances where you're like, yeah, dude, I gotta let you go. I can't do it. And you'll probably forfeit your deposit, but at least you'll get out of a, a vendor-client relationship that doesn't seem to be serving you and is definitely not something you're going to want to be dealing with on your wedding day. All right, who's ready to get glammed up for the wedding without breaking the bank? I've gathered up all of my favorite wardrobe, like wedding party attire companies <laughs> that will fit literally any budget. So if you are looking to find one that works for you and all of your besties, head on over to weddingpartylooks.com. And lastly, go with your gut. Go with your gut. Have you ever instantly met someone and you're like, oh, we could be friends. Like we, you and me, yes, we can hang out. It's going to be great. We're immediate besties. I'm, I'm not saying that that has to be the reaction that you have with every single vendor that you book, but there has to be enough of that like, yes, absolutely. I feel heard. I feel seen. I'm so excited. Yeah, huh. Like this is, this is a very precious time in your life. 
and you want somebody to be excited with you. Yes, this is a job for so much of us. Like this, for so much of us, for literally everyone, it is our job. But I think it's still super important to be joyful with your clients and like meet them where they're at. So your gut will tell you. You'll know when you feel excited by someone. You'll know because you've done all this research, you've done cost comparisons, and it seems like it's in your budget or in, your, in the range of um, offerings that you're wanting. And then you meet with them, you chat with them, the contract looks great, and you're like, let's do this. Let's do this. And most of the time when you get to that point, you're pretty much good to go. Very rarely, like I said, will you need to get to the point where you have to part ways with a vendor. Um, and I do think that if you ever feel that way, you should. I have a whole video over on my channel on how to fire vendors. Maybe we'll do a podcast here too. Because th that's emotional. That, that feels like a really hard thing to do uh, for some people. But it is a smart thing to do because your wedding day is already going to be fraught with emotions. Yeah, I said fraught. Oh, it needs to come back. I love that word, fraught with emotions. It's going to be a lot, whether it's happy emotions, sad emotions. Like, it's just, it's so draining. You know that feeling after a good cry? I'm not saying your entire wedding day is going to, like, feel like you've cried all day, but that almost emotional fatigue, yeah, that's that's a real thing. You're probably going to feel that at the end of the day, and that's perfectly normal, or maybe you feel that throughout planning. So we don't need anyone else coming in there to muck it up. We don't need any other big personalities or people who don't, you know, aren't listening or aren't doing what you th you thought they were going to do. You, you don't need them. You don't need them in your life, you know, like cut them out like a toxic friend. So that's all we have for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please jump on over there. Leave, I was about to say us. Well, I guess someone edits this. Yeah, us. I got a team. Leave us a five-star review. It's so much better than saying leave me a five-star review. That just makes me feel uncomfortable. So if I, if I use the royal we... Then I feel better about it. Yeah, leave us a five-star review. Let me know what you think. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next time, bye guys.